Roger. Yeah, I think it's pulling the wrong one. I'm just... Okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the... Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. Yeah, what? Hi. Welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. Welcome. Welcome to Live to Tape, the podcast, also known as uh, the Executive Buffet. It's, it's a buffet for executives only. You know that. You're an executive just by virtue of being here. Also known as Hands on the Branch. Also known as Daddy's Big Red Truck. That's right. Daddy is an owner-operator driver of a big red truck of an indeterminate age that does wheelies, it does spin-outs, it does donuts, it does, you know, whips shitties. It whips shitties in snow, in driveways and gravel. It can do everything. It's Daddy's Big Red Truck. Thanks for being here. My name is Kevin Tipcorn, also known as Jason Pepperhouse, also known as uh, Jimmy Jackson, but best known as Johnny Pemberton here on this podcast. I have a great episode for you here today with my repeat visitor guest name of Matt O'Brien, hilarious comedian of Canadian origin, but he's, you know, he's everywhere. If you're, if you're listening to this right now, you could be anywhere right now. If you're joining us from wherever you are, hopefully on some speakers in the living room in front of your dad. And he's like, what the, why are we listening to this crap? And you go, dad, this is my crap. And you tell him about the big red truck. And he's like, okay, I like big red trucks. So thanks for being here. Uh, If you could and you would and you should, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It helps everything out. Also check us out on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash live to tape. That's patreon.com slash live to tape it's probably going to be changed to the executive buffet soon because uh you know how i do stuff i revamp stuff all the goddamn time even though it kind of remains the same i I love revamping things i'm a big fan of revamping basically changing the color of the paint but that can brighten up a room that can really brighten up a room and if you change the name of a podcast it can really brighten up the podcast a lot so i'm going to do that soon it's going to be the same thing you've come to expect from this this wonderful audio product just even better dialed in harder core smoother but faster all these things it's going to be the executive buffet we're going to have new shirts new logo all kinds of stuff it's going to be fucking slick and sweet and hot like the best you know sort of eats me eats east meets west Eats, eats. Hi, welcome to Eats Meets West. It's my restaurant called Eats Meets West, where we take eats and we make eats. It's just a bad idea for a restaurant. So check that out. I'll be looking forward to that. Again, right now it's patreon.com slash live to tape. And if you are there, if you're a, uh, a guzzler level contributor, you have access to all the merch and stuff. I'm going to start doing merch on a regular basis, maybe every month or every other month. It's going to be stuff that's exclusively available to patrons because for all the reasons that 
Uh, wink, wink, I think you probably know. And if you don't wink, wink, understand that, then, well, I'm sorry for you. Sorry for your lots. Sorry for your lots. Also, yeah, you have access to the Discord. The Discord's great. The Discord's super cool. Everyone's cool in there. And, you know, I'm sure we'll be back on Twitch here eventually, but we're taking a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a break. Also, you should know that I'll be doing some live comedy coming up here. I will be in uh, I'll be in a good old Portland, Oregon at Helium with my friend Barry Rothbart on the 13th of June. The next day, on the 14th, we will both be doing a show together again in Arcata. Not Arcata. But you know what? I like saying stuff wrong. Arcata. Arca- We're going to be in Arcadia Cadia at the uh, Savage Henry Comedy Club on the 14th of June. We're probably going to be in San Francisco on the 15th. We're just too, it's TBD. Also, we've got a bunch of dates in July uh, coming up. I still don't have them all locked down because I'm disorganized, but if you live on um, West Coast, Midwest Coast, we'll be doing a bunch of shows. I'm going to be on tour with Amy Miller, the hilarious comedian Amy Miller, who's been on the podcast a bunch. We'll be Excuse me, we'll be in your possible neck of the woods. That's such a weird phrase, right? Neck of the woods. I just realized that doesn't make any sense. Your, your neck of the woods. I wonder what my neck of the woods is. It's, it's the neck. It's the woods where the neck is. I don't even know. I have no idea what it means. But I say it all the time. How often do we say neck of the woods and have no idea what it means? So those, so look out for those dates. I'll post them on Instagram and Twitter and all that crap. If you don't have social media, thank God for you. You're a brilliant, wonderful person who deserves to live longer than others. If you don't have social media, I'll be posting them on my website, which is at which is johnnypemberton.dog. Yes, that's the real website, johnnypemberton.dog. I'll have all the uh, show dates and with with any available ticket links. If I don't have ticket links publicly available yet, that's because I don't have them yet. So. Uh, some people have messaged me saying, "Hey, can I want to? Can I? Can I? Hey, can I get? Hey, 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 can I? Hey, can I get tickets?" And I say, uh, "Yes, but not yet because I don't. They're not for sale yet." So all that stuff is great and cool and good and awesome and fun and nice. And I appreciate you, and thanks for being here. We love you. Please enjoy this absolutely outstandingly hilarious margarita conversation with the one and only Matt. sound good. Ooh, deep. Deep and close. He's deep. He's close. Deep. Deep and close. Ah! It's my hangover. I think it's uh, my uh, my voice sounds great when I'm hungover. Yeah, I think that I've had that happen before. Is that why radio DJs sound great? Or they just I think that's probably the, the case because they are all hungover all the time, yeah. aren't they? I knew people that were in radio and really? yeah, they're all fucked up. They're all constantly fucked as hell. Yeah, I wonder what that is. You know, there's actually a guy in Minnesota, this famous guy, I can't think of his name, but he, um, what, I did this show like maybe two years ago, maybe three years ago, I don't even know, at some point in time in the past. Well, I have a having margaritas right now. Mm. Mm. Oh, is oh, that God. burnt orange as well? I just a little slice of uh, dried lemon. Hell. Throw in there, just a little garnish. Mm. But this guy, evidently he was like a painkiller addict for years. Yeah. Now he, he's, he's super wealthy. He, he does all of his shows remotely from his little studio 
in uh, someplace in Minneapolis. So like you're in, the, you go into the show, and he's not even there. Oh. You're like talking to him on satellite. Yeah, it's so funny. But he was like, you know, big time party. He has a super deep voice too. Good. It's Good. really weird. So if you have a super deep voice, you can do whatever the fuck you want, anywhere you want. I think it's, that you is can... the thing. I feel like there's some like, certain people with certain voices. I'm like, man, if I had that voice, I would never pay for anything. I know. I never <laughs> liked my voice. I feel like I have yeah. it nasally at points, and like, I don't have an adult man's voice. I feel. I definitely don't. If I mean, you don't, <laughs> I definitely don't. I haven't been called sir on the phone in forever. Yeah. Maybe a few times when I've been like, hello. Yeah. Even then it sounds like a fucking, like a kid or like a woman trying to get something by someone, you know what I mean? That's like when uh, we just watched an episode of Frasier recently where Macaulay Culkin was the call-in oh, really? to his, his radio show. And he's like, Frasier thought it was a prank. And he's like, I'm a 40-year-old man. It was a good bit. Old McCully. McCall. Is he around here, you think? I don't know if he lives in L.A. He's definitely, he's still alive. Mm-hmm. And I think he's uh, making it work. Yeah. I think he's probably got some personal issues he's been sorting through for a while now. Have you met him? I never met him. I saw him one time outside of a theater downtown L.A. probably like seven or eight years ago when he was dating, still dating Mila Kunis. Mm. And I think he was leaving a show right when we were getting there at the downtown Independent. Yeah. And it looked very hip. Like, like super hip guy. He's a hip guy. It's yeah. a weird connection that the, the comedy club in Toronto that I frequent or frequented before all this. Uh, what club is that? Yuck Yucks. Chuck Chucks. Yuck Yucks. I've never been Yuck Yucks. It's, it's a uh, you know, dank little basement. I think it's closed now because yeah. of everything. But the door guy is like best friends with Macaulay Culkin. Really? Yeah. In Toronto. His name's Ryan Tonkin. And I remember he told me this randomly. He's been the door guy at this club yeah. forever. And he was like, oh, I was with my uh, friend Macaulay. My friend Macaulay's in town. I'm like, there's no other Macaulay. Like, if you say Macaulay, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, true. the Culkin. And he showed pictures, and they're, like, wearing, like, bunny pajamas together. Yeah, and he's got like, a bunny thing. He's got a bunny thing. Welcome to the Macaulay Culkin podcast. Yeah. Maybe we should get Macaulay on the podcast get here. Macaulay. I bet he's gettable. He seems like a, a very uh, sweet guy at this point. He does seem, I mean, it's got to bring you down to earth, you know, yeah. it, 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 being such a child actor and, and successful one. Were you a child actor? I was not. No, okay. I was definitely not. I was, some. I think I probably wanted to be. Yeah. The most I did, I think I did some theater when I was in sophomore in high school, some community theater. That was my first thing that wasn't an actual high school production. Yeah. It was community theater in high school. Otherwise... But I did, when I started, I had to go out. I was auditioning a lot with a lot of child actors, and I would just grow. I, I learned to just despise them. Yes. I hated them so much because it was like, they're just, I used to lie to them all the time. Yeah. When we'd be in waiting rooms, I would just say stuff like, you know, the, the person on TV, they're, they're, they're dead. I'm like, really? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's, that's not a living person. They had their har- arms chopped off when they're visiting, you know, some country. And they're like, no way. <laughs> I would just try to see how far I could push yeah. bullshit lies with them. They're when so I was... gullible. Like, actors, oh, yeah. oh my God. I was, I was just on a shoot for a thing. And first of all, I was the only actor on set that didn't have a, this is how I got COVID story. Are you serious? And they were blown away. All of them. There's two that were from like Miami or something. And they're like, I was like, how did you get COVID? And they're like, well, I was doing coke at a club and no one was wearing masks. I was like, oh my God, you're you idiots. Know, do you know about Miami? Did Miami basically COVID didn't happen there? Yeah. I, I've heard stories. I have one of my best friends, his sister lives there and they are adults. Yeah. They have a child, but she says she goes weeks without remembering that there was a, 
COVID happened. Crazy. And Miami, Miami just had never happened to them. Yeah, they didn't care. That's, so, that's what they said because on set they they, they had to wear masks, they do all this stuff, and they were like, oh, I can't breathe in this thing. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, because you're not used to it yeah. because you came from this other planet. Yeah, it sucks. It indeed sucks. Yeah. Oh wait, you don't like the mask? That's weird because we don't, we all love it. Yeah, I like, just <laughs> love wearing those things. I know, and it feels like, so good. I was like telling them like information mm-hmm. about. You know, coat like I was like, keep the mask on because you can. And they're like, it sprays through your mouth, like comes out your mouth. Like they didn't know anything, dude. That's and I'm so... like, I've had just as much time to research this stuff as you have. The same resources, everything. There's a certain. I'm gonna do some shots fired right now. Yeah. Well, there's a certain brand of ignorance that is specific to Miami. Yeah. There's a thing because I went to college in Florida. I didn't know that. Florida State, baby. Go Knowles. Jesus. Golden yeah. O's? Uh, gold, go Knowles. The oh, I think Seminoles. it's the Golden O's. Like, that's <laughs> the Golden your, O's. Like, just a bunch of Cheerios. Yeah, yeah the Golden O's. <laughs> there would so be so many people in classes, in these classes who were from Miami, because this is in northern Florida in Tallahassee. They were just like, they would say some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard a person say. Yeah. So fucking stupid. But not stupid in the way where they're like, it's definitely ignorance and not stupidity. It's the kind of thing where they're just... um. They just, uh, oh, well, you know what? In Miami, we wouldn't do it that way, so I'm not going to. Oh, we don't do homework. Um, professor, actually, because, like, in Miami, we would probably not do homework today because it is indeed Thursday. So <laughs> That sounds like, that. like somebody from Florida, too. Dude, That's for real. Those, those, some of those people, I mean, I've only met one person who's a true Miami, like, you know, got street cred who's actually – Super cool and nice and friendly and, and super smart and stuff. Everyone, otherwise, everyone else is like, just the dumbest. Yeah, most like partied out. It's it's got to be the weather and the access to uh, beautiful beaches. Maybe that could. Yeah, I don't know. There's got to be a connection there, or maybe it's the the bountiful amounts of lizards. I don't know <laughs> the what lizards. What could, there's so many lizards. You yeah. think anything's possible in Florida? Who knows? Florida's fuck. I love Florida because it's just so it's so fucked up. Yeah. It's so like just um it's madness there. Yeah, it's like the go to for Canadians too. It's funny that really? the, the amount of Canadians growing up they're like, Oh, we're driving down to Florida, the old twenty four hour drive to Florida. Twenty four like, hour drive. Yeah. Ugh. Canadians love driving, I guess. I don't know. Canadians Canadians are uh interesting. I always I'm always a big fa- I'm a, I'm an unabashed fan of Canadians. Yeah. You were one of the few that was texting me while I was in Canada. Really? And, like yeah, it was like you and like John Dore and a couple other people. But John Dore's Canadian. He is, but okay. I but he, I I think he was in Alaska or something. And oh, he really? could text me if I was at the cottage or something. He's like, "Where are you? Oh god, I want to be there. Where yeah. is this?" And it's just uh it's a nice it's a nice place. It's just it's, a lake. Yeah, just lakes galore. We tried to find oh. a lake when we first moved to LA. We're like, "God, I just want a lake." Dude, there are no lakes here and the lakes that are here are they are abysmal yep. by comparison to any lake in the north. Oh, There's we went to about it. Lake Elsinore outside it. Really? Ooh, mama. That's, uh, I don't know what that is out there. <laughs> There's a lot. Also, like, I played a lot of Grand Theft Auto V. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is where Trevor lives. <laughs> and, like, because <laughs> I know it's based on this all of that. This is where Trevor lives. Yeah, it, it was, like, just a yeah. rough-looking lake town. Mm-hmm. And uh, It's not, the, the lakes in the north are just absolutely stunning. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're so crazy. For years and years, have I talked to you about this before? My my special gravity bong invention. No. How this an the idea? Because you know when you go to like a lake up north, it's like, um, it's kind of shallow for a while in certain places. Oh yeah. It'll be like maybe two or three feet deep, and it's nice. It's a good temperature, and you can kind of go out for maybe 50, 60 feet. It'll be like a little beach almost like out there. And my idea was that to take, you know what a gravity bong is? Oh yeah, that's where yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, 
I'm saying that out loud. You know what a gravity bong is? You're a gravity bong. <laughs> I was thinking like you take a, you know those big Rubbermaid uh, bus boy dish things? Oh, yeah. Those are the gray plastic things. Take one of those. Maybe a clear one. A clear one might be safer and more yeah. fun. Take one of those. Flip it upside down. You put like a huge bowl on the top of it. Mm-hmm. The kind that would like fit, you know, almost a whole eighth of weed. Yes. And you somehow, you know, cement that in or caulk it into the top upside down. And then you you do that thing where you push the gravity bong. You go in the lake with your boys. Yeah. With your buddies. The dudes. Not just boys. Which yeah. You could be some women there for sure. Yeah. But, you know, it's the kind of thing that, that the boys probably do. <laughs> yeah. Some people you do a potato gun with. That kind of shit. Yes. Potato it's, boys. It's like a dumb thing. It's a thing that dumb men would probably do. Of course. You take that gravity bong. It's huge, right? So you lower it down, and then you... Oh, it's got some floaters attached to it, right? Yeah. Floaters attached to it at the perfect level. You lower it down. You push it down. Everyone push it down in a corner. You light the bowl with like a big-ass lighter, and you let it slowly float upwards, drawing in the flame to the bowl and filling that entire upturned mm. busboy dish thing yeah. with uh, smoke. Oh, yeah. And then what happens is, is the floaters at the perfect level where there's still a seal, you take turns going underwater and then uh, uh, coming up in the smoke and just going, <gasps> and going back crazy. Down. Wait, there, have you done this or this I is a, done it. this is on paper? I've thought about it a lot. Yeah, yes. It's on paper. That's, uh, I know it's possible. Yeah. It would probably would be a little bit messy, but you are in a lake. So, yeah, it, uh, it would work. It would have to be clear because you want to see. You want yeah. to see it. That's, seeing someone go up in the smoke, coming back down, and then blowing it out, that's a very fun lake activity. That's what I mean. That's yeah. why I like lakes, because you can do shit like that in lakes. Mm-hmm. can't go to Santa Monica and do that. There's waves. Too many waves. People always look in, helicopters, whatnot. It's, uh, yeah, the lake is the, the lake is a place to uh, do stupid, real stupid things. The lake. Yeah. Have you seen that show, Ozarks? I've seen all of it. Yeah. I feel like there's a, some lakey vibes in that. But that's, yeah. I guess, more of a southern lake, I feel like, but still... It's got that thing where it's like, oh, this is bad, dirty, dirty deeds going around the lake. Yeah. Also, it's like American Lake people. Like that's like American. That was that's <laughs> yeah. That's what they call the show in Japan. It's called American Lake people. American Lake people. Using that stuff for those different translations of movies and shows overseas. Dude, we, my wife and I, our podcast, we have a whole section on that French movie titles. Oh, really? Because in we found out in France, Ghostbusters is called SOS Fantôme. So it's emergency, emergency, emergency phantoms. SOS. SOS phantom. What's your guys' podcast called again? It's called uh, uh, "Is This What You Want?" Is this what you want? We're very loose with it, right? uh, I I don't know. It's literally just us being like, I don't know what the fuck people want. Is this what you want? Kind of thing. We'll just talk about. I think that's all podcasts are now. Yeah, it's uh, there's a few out there, so it's a bit of a you know, and also we're like. We don't post them in time. We don't have a schedule. I feel like we have a solid group of like eight fans. That are like actually listening to it. You got to beef it up, get that I, schedule. I got to beef it. I got to marinate. I got to get a garage. Marinate. Is Marin still do a podcast? I probably. I feel like he'll. Yeah, I don't. I'm not aware of it. I feel like that's a podcast for exclusively for people who are just into po- getting into podcasts. Yeah. Like, hey, have you heard about these podcasts? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, are you okay? <laughs> he sits down when he does, does stand up too. Always sitting. Always takes the stool. But he's of an age where he can do that. Yeah, I've seen other comics do that too. It's like you can't—you got to be an older man or yeah. person to sit on a stool and do stand-up. Yeah, Paul Poundstone's a stooler. <laughs> yeah, right. She's yeah. definitely a stooler. I think Judy Gold is a stooler. Yep, got to be a stooler. All, they're of the age; they can do stools. They're Louis also Louis Anderson can stool it. Who can? Louis Anderson. Louis probably. Anderson can stool it. Louis Anderson needs to stool it. He's got to stool it. 
Yeah. Sweet, sweet I think man. It's, it's about it's about uh, storytelling as a stool, right? Yeah. Because you're like, hey, so my brother, he's uh, <laughs> he loves waterbeds, and we were in. <laughs> <laughs> you got your hand on your knee. I do the I do the lean. I do a one handed lean, or I'll do little circles right. like I'm thinking of something. I remember one time I, I touched the back wall while I was doing stand-up, and some guy came up to me after. He goes, man, I liked most of your set, but you touched the back wall. That's what Louis C.K. does. And I'm like, can you never Where was talk this? to me again? Oh, this is, the, my, this is my favorite, favorite shit is when people are like, when people give you unsolicited advice yeah. that is like just the dumbest, most, like, you know how you make it in stand-up? You gotta. You can't wear shoes like that. Yeah, <laughs> like that matters. Like it matters at all. Shorts was a big thing when I started. I remember I wore yeah. shorts, and I'm, I kind of get it. But it's mm-hmm. like just do fucking whatever the hell you want up there. Yeah, totally. Also, I'll tie this back in. We were talking about actors. Uh, I was on, on the set for this thing, and this actor was like, "You got you do stand up?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I do stand up too." And I'm like, "Well, where have you performed?" He's like, "Mostly at like uh, cosplay parties or uh, murder mystery parties. I try to do jokes while I'm in the murder mystery character, and that's like stand up, right?" Like wow. yeah, that's the same thing. Like that's the guy from Miami. <laughs> yeah, no, he wasn't from Miami. Jesus He's Canadian. Christ. Canadian guy. I think he's from Saskatchewan. Oh, that explains it. So that's those people are always a little kooky. Isn't that where Derek Bugar w- was from? Right, Derek Bugar is no, no longer right. Who is that? Derek Bugar was the enforcer for the Minnesota Wild for many years. Ah. Six, he was like six, seven, maybe. That's from a big like guy. Saskatoon. Wait, without skates? Uh huh. Without skates. Jesus. He was a fucking beast. That's huge. I don't know anything about hockey. Every time, okay. that's why I'm almost hesitant to bring up the fact that I'm Canadian down here. Dude, I barely know anything about hockey. Yeah. I only just know about it because Minnesota stuff. Like yeah. I have like osmosis hockey knowledge. Yeah. And I don't really, I like it, but I like it kind of like, like I like nachos, where sure. I'll make around. them when I remember them, but I'm not like, every day I'm having nachos yeah. kind of thing. Not memorizing stats yeah. or keeping up with it. Or anything I would like, like to get into hockey. Though. I did get into football this year oh, really? on purpose. I was like, I'm going to get into football. Because I had nothing else to do, I bought the NFL Sunday ticket, and I started watching uh, the goddamn Vikings lose. Yeah, and it was great. That's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah, I, I'd like to have some sort of interest in sports. The farthest I go with sports is I watch skateboarding videos on YouTube. That's <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like this. You is don't skateboard, right? I don't. Okay. I snowboarded growing up. Oh, you did? Because that was bountiful in Canada oh, yeah. to do. And I grew up on a farm, so I didn't have pavement to skateboard. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, sometimes I'll just sit and watch like skateboard videos. I'm like, this is fucking, this is the best. Or, like when I used to like jog down to Venice, I used to stop at the skate park. I'm like, this is fucking cool, man. Like you can't get better than this. Like, I don't care what, yeah. who the hell you are. Skateboarding's fucking cool. Skateboarding is extremely cool. That's the kind of thing also I've seen like adult women be, oh, deal breaker. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> well, he's got a skateboard. Well. Yeah, he was hot, but yeah, but he's uh, yeah. I'm, I have a few friends that longboard still, and I'm like, man, you're 35. Uh-huh. You can't be longboarding around. Does your insurance agent know that you longboard? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does your family know you longboard? Like, yeah. you gotta tell more people and be careful with that. Jesus, um, I'm a longboarder. Longboarding, longboarding. More beer on the top. A little beer topper. Beer top. This is actually scratching me right where so I itch. We're drinking Mar- Martha Rita's right now, which are. Your standard margarita with silver tequila, Cointreau, lime juice. It's good. A little bit of simple. And you top it off with a splash of a light lager. You can do like a high life. You could do, well, we're doing a Modelo. Just a splash yeah. of Modelo on top. And what it does is that sort of uh, 
that maltiness of the beer cuts some of the acidity of the lime, and it's just a perfect marriage. I have noticed that. It really is a perfect marriage, I think. It's also curing my hangover 100%. Oh, I, I bet it is. I woke up, and I felt crazy this Dude, morning. Dude, I felt so bad, I couldn't sleep. <laughs> yes, you know, I, I did that. Too. Yes. That's the thing where you're just like, fuck in, like, what the fuck is going on here? I am yeah. so stupid. Because when you're an adult, it's like, when I'm that hungover, like, in my early mm-hmm. 20s, I'm like, fuck, this is not what it's supposed to be. But now that I'm, like, late 30s, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be like this. Like, Also, back then, you could sleep till noon. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, it's noon? Well, I feel okay. I just slept 18 hours. Yeah. I'm okay. Although, I will say, like, we all are of the same age, and we all packed it in by 11 p.m. last night. Oh, like, you we did? We were, like, didn't stay up late so at that's all. That's why I got hurt, because I was up till, because our, our neighbors hung out, and we were, like, having a good time. And I was like, we just, I sit up, I don't stay up past one hardly ever now. Yeah, same. And we were, I was up to almost 2.30 or 3. Oh, Murphy. And that's what hurts. That's what hurts yeah. when you stay up late. Because then you still wake up at the same time. Oh, your yeah. Because you probably up at like 6 or 7 or whatever. I mean, I'm not that good. Mm. I'm not that cool. I think my, my built-in wake up is around like 8. Yeah, that's, that's currently a good time. it is. Currently yeah. it is. I'm on seven right now, and it feels wild. Seven's a good one. Seven's, seven's a good one. Seven's you get a lot. You get a lot done. Mm-hmm. Also, we're staying up in the in the mountains of Murrieta right now. Really? And there's like there's a nice morning fog in the morning. Oh my god! A little bit of sun, animals, rabbits running around. Is it an Airbnb or are you it's, renting a place? It's an Airbnb because we're we're looking for a place right now. Right. We're trying to get a. We'd love to live in Burbank. I love Dude, this. This area. is the spot. It's the spot, man. I mean, Burbank is the best for many many reasons. I could go into it, but basically, it's just the best because it's so fucking boring here. I love boring. There's no there's no hipster hipsterdom does not exist here. Mm. It's just karate dojos, <laughs> gun stores, yep. and uh, places where you don't can't tell they're open or not. I like that. The you best like donut place. Yeah. yeah, it's places where it's like, is this a business? It's like, I guess it is. Yeah. I just, because we lived in Hollywood at right. Fountain Highlands, which was like in the middle, the just the hot dick of Hollywood. That's like good right for in there. a first place to live. Sure. But yeah. it was like lower. I never want to have someone living above me mm-hmm. ever again. Yeah. You, I could hear every step. I could hear them piss and fart when they use the toilet. <laughs> That's how thin the walls were. Piss it was fart? a hard stream and I'd wait for oh the fart and that's God. how you know it was almost done. Did like, you ever see them face to face? Oh yeah, all the time. And like we would have to ask them to be like, we'd do, be doing self-tapes or auditions or something oh. like that. Be like, can you be, please not walk on your heels so much? And then I've gotten this reaction more in America than mm-hmm. Canada for sure, but it's just like, don't tell me what to do. Really? How dare you? Like, they got so mad. Like polite? At me. You ask them politely. Trust me, like, we're overly polite. Yeah. And that is like a sign of weakness to a lot of people. And I think that there's a lot of people in certain neighborhoods, Hollywood being probably the, one of the most ones, that are just deeply unhappy. Yep. And if anyone else is happy, that makes them angry and more unhappy. Yes. But they also don't. Uh, most people didn't care about noise in that in my little complex yeah. too. They were just like, "I'm gonna do what the fuck I want, and you can eat shit forever." Like it's <laughs> basically, and we're like the quietest people. That's why we need to move like up here because yeah. we're like we just love quiet. Burbank's a good spot. I mean, pretty much any place in the valley, I think, is pretty. I mean, I've got a lot of opinions about real estate, but I yeah. think that. Um, yeah, you can't, we've been you looking can't at a lose. few places. We just saw a place in Reseda, and it was right. nice. And it was like this old—I think it was like an old Greek man or something. Right. But it's just like it's like beautifully new, renovated. He's like, "Yeah, I fucking did this myself. Like, what do you want? What do you want from me?" And we're like, "This is beautiful." He's like, "Yeah, I fucking know." Like, just like very weird. And then as he was talking to me, he was looking at my entire body. 
It was very weird. That's cool. And I asked my wife after because he was he was like, yeah. So do you guys have kids? And he would like start at my head, go all the way down to my toes, and then back up. And he was like looking at my whole body. Do you want to donate sperm? You have a <laughs> I have college degree. <laughs> yeah. College degree. Okay. You smart boy. Take so a shirt off. My wife, uh, <laughs> she will think she's having sex with me, <laughs> and she will fall asleep. Okay. You come in, and we'll do six months for that. Okay. Yeah. No security deposit, sex with wife, mm-hmm. your what wife you watch, me good, that Cut. nice. What kind of, what's your GPA? <laughs> <laughs> it was very, then I asked my wife after, I was like, did you guys, I'm looking at my whole body? Like, it was beyond a checkout. It was like, wow. it was like looking at my body like things that he would like for himself. Like, just Damn. like, I would like, you, you done with those arms, bro? Can I take a picture for uh, <laughs> goal, pe- goal uh, what do you call it, um, for a... Uh, uh, vision dream board. Yeah, dream board. <laughs> Can I take a picture of you for vision dream board? Yeah. I somehow, someday I would like your body, uh, whether it's on you or on me, who knows. I want to do a podcast that's just people talking in that accent. Yeah. It's like an accent for maybe half the countries that exist. Yeah. You could say, do you have a, uh, for this, do you know? Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's like, that's, it's a nondescript accent. That also f- kind of sounds Portuguese. Portuguese. I'm from Riga, Latvia. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we are from Denmark. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's changed like, like a little bit and it's like. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's like, it's almost like Armenia, Armenia too. Armenian for sure. But yeah. Armenian is like, that's basically Russian essentially. They think the accent, I mean, their, their language is, that's where Sanskrit comes from. But I think that Armenian is. It's pretty damn close to Russian, as far as like. I think so. Yeah, it's also crazy. Any Middle Eastern. Stuff. I've never. It only in L.A. have I seen or met an Armenian person. Do you like, know that Armenians uh, in L.A. It's the biggest population of Armenians in the entire world outside of Armenia. That's got to be. I think it's some crazy statistic where, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure about this because it's probably changed since I first learned this. But something about like, I don't. Think this is this can't be right. But there's almost <laughs> more Armenians in Los Angeles than there are in Armenia. In Armenia? And you know what? Something like that. Big place. Yeah. A lot of room for Armenians. Mm-hmm. You know? A few Canadians down here. Also, I read an article that, you know, like 80,000 people left L.A. last year? That seems like it should have been more. <laughs> it should have been more, I think. Yeah. 80,000? Yeah. 80, yeah. It said 80,000 people got the hell out of here. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like I, sometimes I feel like I notice it. Maybe I'm just crazy. I think I noticed it because definitely traffic has... Has changed significantly. It's different. Yeah. Yeah, there's a different vibe. I mean, we were gone for a year almost. Yeah. So it was going going back and then and then coming back was very, very weird. I, was what very was it like coming back? It was, the drive back was crazy. It was like. Because you drove from Toronto from area. Ottawa. Ottawa. Which is which like is four and a half hours north of Toronto. Okay. Because well, Ottawa is, which province is that? It's Ontario. And but Toronto's also Ontario. Yeah. Ottawa's so the capital of Canada, though. Right. That's Ottawa's like, the capital. Okay. Yeah. But Ottawa is cold as fuck. Cold as fuck. Yeah. When we left, it was minus 27, God. and there was four feet of snow. Like, I'm not even joking about four feet. I love feet. Canada so much. Just hearing that, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we're in this beautiful weather right now. We're surrounded yeah. by plants that are just happy as all hell. But something about hearing, something about the sheer oppressiveness of <laughs> cold weather and snow that kind of makes me relax. I 100% get that because I've talked to other Canadians in, in California too. Our bodies, our Canadian bodies go into winter mode even though there's no snow around mm-hmm. here. Like we start to, we all start to gain weight, gain weight a little bit and we start staying inside more even though you can be outside all the time. Uh-huh. And it's just like we're just used to this 
cold, shitty winter. Yeah. And it makes you appreciate the warm weather like crazy all the all the much more. It does, but it also makes me kind of hate it because I'm like, just why is there? Why is it always nice? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like I have to do some stuff. I feel, well, that's I'm the thing. I'm so distracted. Like, is it, there's a fucking breeze today? It's like the perfect amount of breeze. It's good. It's shit. Ugh. It's good, but you have to be outside. That's the thing. It's like if you're inside, you feel shitty. Yeah. I feel shit. Like every time I go to like watch a movie or something, I'll just look outside <laughs> and be like, "Whoa, what am I doing? It's nice. I'm wasting it. Yeah. I'm wasting the sun. Yeah. It's a nice time though. It's uh, I but do. yeah, I do like winter. Winter mm-hmm. is uh. I did get very sick of it. Being I there, bet you did. Not not expecting to be to be going through another one. Also, I got my uh, my car like uh, rust proofed. You did. It's, what is that? They spray like a clear coat on it. Yeah, they they inject it. They like shoot it through the doors. Like they what? They drill a hole through the doors and the in the and the, the body of the car, and they put this like goo in it that causes your car not to rust. I've it, never heard of this. Yeah, I mean it's a staple in Canada. You got to do it, otherwise your car's gonna rust like crazy. Wow. And I have this California Prius, and I'm like, this poor thing uh-huh. has never seen snow before. Yeah. Uh, so I I did that, but then I drove it back down to California. And it got warm, and it just started leaking goo everywhere like the rust proofing was just pouring out of it oh like God, crying mascara so funny. But the first hotel we stopped at on the way back to la i just ruined the parking spot it was just like covered in oh, what is that black stuff? shit God, i don't even know what it is it's probably uh not good not good to park near a storm drain not good for anything <laughs> i i think i don't know also the amount of guff i got for a california license plate in canada was really? crazy People oh. like threatening to throw shit at my car. Are you like, serious? Yelling, go back to where you came from. And I'd be like, I'm from fuck? Canada. I'm supposed to be here. Dude, I always forget that Canada is, there's some extremely conservative people in Canada. Oh, mama. It's, you yeah. know, David Denine Porter, right? Of course. He always, I talk to him a lot. And he is always like, just explaining to me, he's, you know, he knows so much about. So much things I do not understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But about politics, especially, he's talking to me about stuff. And I just can't believe the stuff he tells me. It makes a lot of conservative stuff in the United States seem kind of tame. It does. I mean, you'd be surprised. That's Everyone's like, oh, Canada's very nice. And everyone's yeah. very nice out there. It's like, no, no, no. We got, like, I was seeing MAGA hats in Toronto. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, I mean, Doug Ford, fucking the Rob Ford's Dude, brother yeah, is in charge are, of there. Yeah, those people are they're kind of, imp- I, I love them in a weird way. Yeah. I feel about them the same way I feel about Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I'm just sort of excited to watch what happens. Of course. It's like, if you got a chance to watch a volcano explode in slow motion, <laughs> those guys are just, wow, this guy smokes crack. Crazy. And not just that, but he's like, yes, I smoke crack. Yes, he did. He admitted it. And <laughs> like, I, that's so cool. I kept, I remember before we, we packed up our stuff, I found a newspaper headline that uh-huh. said, Mayor admits to smoking crack <laughs> and it was the toronto star it was the front page in huge letters yeah. and i remember keeping it because i'm like this is the craziest headline i'm ever gonna see and he was still like in power for like that's rob ford right rob ford yeah and his brother doug see i didn't even realize that. i always thought for a long time it was only one ford guy that's it's two there's two of them yeah and uh <sighs> the running joke is that because they went to high school in in toronto they grew up in toronto and doug ford was like a drug dealer <laughs> he, he like admitted that he dealt drugs all through high school uh, and he's like i'm good at business i'm a drug dealer i used to be a drug dealer and like it was just, and even during like the covid like press conferences yeah. like there was one where he was like giving all the numbers of people that have died and have gotten it and then he paused and he goes 
Oh, the Tim Hortons breakfast sandwich, by the way. They're using real eggs these days. Are you fucking joking? I am 100% serious. The clips are all just throw this. I want to just like, throw this mic <laughs> over the roof. Cause I'm just like, how? Is that, <laughs> that's too good. Yeah, I know. He was like, not even being. He's like, I'm not being paid for this. But they're but using real eggs. But why would he eggs. say that? He just, it came out of nowhere. He's an idiot. Oh, I got to see this clip. Yeah, it's almost. I wanna, okay. <laughs> I'm taking a picture of this time. I'm going to punch that in here. We have to hear Gotta that. Got to give Timmy's a good plug. The best thing you guys ever did is make those real egg sandwiches. I used to go eat those other ones. They're the best, those those real egg sandwiches. So whoever did that at Timmy's, good for you. And as for the, the Leafs mask today, a uh, lovely lady from Etobicoke made these in her in her house. And uh, go Leafs, go. Uh, what, a, what a champion. So, again, great, great Ontario spirit. Thank you, Anna, for this mask. Because my buddy Brendan Shanahan, he's tight as skin on a grape. He wouldn't even give me one of these masks. So I had to get it off someone. I can always bust his chops. He's great. Okay. Jesus fucking yeah, Christ. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, oh. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's insane. Canada, we have our problems as well. But it's yeah. just not as amplified because, you know, we have way less people up there. But oh, my God. It's uh Tim Hortons. Mm. Like take a sip break. Mm. Do you like salt or no salt? I like salt. Okay. Salt's good. That's why I do the half. This is a um, shout out to Tom Macy, yeah. the mixologist Tom Macy. He's got the best margarita recipe. He's, so, he's got the patter of a magician, too. And he says you should do half. Half. Because that way, if someone doesn't like salt, they just drink their half of the glass. That makes sense. That's thoughtful. And how much salt do you need? You don't need a full rim of salt. You no one need needs a full rim. goddamn rim. No, it's like when you're just like it's like when you're making a Caesar. I guess you don't have Caesars down. Do you know what Caesars are? Do you know Caesars? Uh, yeah, Caesar is a Bloody Mary with clamato. That's right. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. And we just found clamato down here too. It's like a Canadian thing. Oh, dude, clamato is everywhere. Yeah, I didn't think they had it down. It's here. It's really popular among the Mexican community. Yes, big time. They like it in their micheladas. Yeah, if not, I do love making. I used to be obsessed with making micheladas, man. Really? I oh my sip God. one, and I didn't know what I was like. What kind of, it is weird tomato soup? Michelada is meant for. It is. There's a reason it's a Tex-Mex thing. It's because you're in like a dusty ass dry place. Yeah. And it's morning or after early afternoon. You are dehydrated as hell. You don't want to get wasted on a bloody. Yeah. So you have a Michi. You have a Michi. I so you get, get it. You get that hydration. You get that. It's the same as this, where you get the you get the the pucker of the um, you get the astringency of the tomato mixed with the the malty mellow of the of the beer. Yeah. It's it's the match made in heaven. I think. I, the older I get, the more I like a tomato based drink. I'll tell you that much. I well, I was I was at the point on airplanes when I was like, can I have a tomato juice, please? Like I was getting tomato juices on planes. Also, Super I heard it helps with circulation as well. Yeah. So that's, uh, which is a nice thing. Um, last night I was drinking IPAs, and I think I'm done with those for a while. I think you are. I think I gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> they sneak up on you. It's bad. Yeah. I don't know what they're trying to prove with their IPA percentages. Oh, they're trying to prove everything. It's like they tried, they're like, this one's 15%. I dare you to finish it. Which like, one, what were you having last I night? I don't even think? know. I was just at bars, and I was like, you got an IPA on tap? And then you went, went to a bar bar? We went to like yeah, we went to a patio. Where? Um, what part of town? It was right beside Akbar. Uh, okay. I don't know what that is. I it was called Kitchen, but it was just on the side street. Little nice. And then it was a bunch of you know newly vexed Canadians that I hadn't seen in a while. A bunch of Canucks chucking around, and that's you know when you get together with pals, you don't mm -hmm. even notice the drinking. It just happens so quickly and easily. And well, IPAs wreck your palate, so you don't realize you don't taste the alcohol. That's right. They, they also had so these, strong. They had these uh, beignets. Do you know a beignet? Do I know what a beignet is? Oh, yeah. 
You don't even want to know. <laughs> okay, because half my family, my mom's from Louisiana. Oh, shit. So all my mom's and the family, they're Southerners. Yeah. And I grew up, the place, the city we would go on vacation, when we did go to vacation stuff, we would go to New Orleans. Oh, shit. And uh, I shot 21 Jump Street in New Orleans, 22 Jump Street in New Orleans. Right. And during 21 Jump Street, which is like about five or six weeks shoot, I think I gained about... This is so funny, man, because I gained about maybe 15 pounds. Oh, my God. And was from three things. One of them was drinking IPAs. Yep. Because I would have, like, one day on and four days off. So I would go out with these, uh, some comics I met. Um, we would just, I'd do shows, and I would just get fucking drunk as shit yep. off <laughs> of IPAs. And uh, so that was the one thing. Second thing, probably, probably the most thing, was having cake every day at catering. Yep. Because it's delicious food. Of course. And the third thing was, you know, eating beignets after the sun went down. <laughs> yeah, like, you're not supposed to have them that no. late. Supposed yeah. to have them at breakfast with a strong cup of, of cafe au lait. Yeah. I remember one time I had them at 1 a.m. <laughs> I was after drinking. I was like, we're going to Cafe du Monde, and I'm having <laughs> a bunch of beignets. <laughs> I, I, one of my friends just sat there watching with me. He's like, aren't those... Aren't those uh, isn't that coffee going to keep you up? I'm like, nope. <laughs> it's not going to keep me up because I'm like, you know, six beers deep. Full of dough. Having a bunch of fried donuts covered in powdered sugar. Yeah. And like a little six-ounce cup of cafe au lait. Yeah. Oh, beignets. I, I can eat so many fucking beignets, man. They're so good. They're so they're Also, the funniest part about New Orleans, we were, we were there a couple of years ago doing some shows. And the hotel that we were staying in, it was like right in the French Quarter. Uh-huh. And they bragged about how haunted it was, like constantly bragging yeah. about how haunted it was. There was even like a ghost log book in the what lobby. What hotel was it? Do you remember? Fuck, I forget the name of it. It was in a show recently. Really? Your Honor. You were in a show? Brian uh, Cranston? No. We watched it. It wasn't great. But we just, <laughs> it was like a, I've heard of this term recently, a magazine show is what it was. Oh, what's that? Magazine show means it's visually pleasing. Like it's, it's in an environment that you're like, I like oh, this. Oh, but it sucks. But it sucks. But That's it's just a great term. Magazine? Yeah, somebody, somebody told so me that. There's so many magazine shows? Yeah, like my wife watched Emily in Paris, and she's like, I hate this show, but it's a magazine show. Oh, it's just she just pretty... likes the, Damn. the visuals. The blowers. The blowers. Oh, my I, have such a, I have a crusade against, against leaf blowers. It's terrible. Do you ever yell at them? Mm. You can't do anything, I guess. No. You can just be like, I guess you're working. or Yeah, I guess you're uh, doing something that's super unnecessary, but it's at the behest of the landowner. Yes. So it's, there's no... Because you can just use a rake. And there's, no, you're not bothering anybody with a rake. No one's yeah. going to bother anyone with a rake. No one's bothering with a rake. It also takes, you know, probably about five, ten minutes longer. Yeah. you got to enjoy yourself. You just, uh, you know, take your time out there. Also, <laughs> just, it's, it's such a... Listen to that thing. Yeah, it's loud. It's crazy. You probably can't hear it on the recording at all, but it's definitely like... It's a frequency I've come to understand. Intrinsic, like, I know it so well now. Because yeah. all I have to do in the pandemic is, okay, like it's so, so sad, but I know every house within like on this block, I know when when the gardeners are there. Because really? <laughs> you haven't left, right? Like you didn't, no. you haven't gone anywhere. You've just been here. I've been a couple of places, but basically I went to Oklahoma for a week to do a movie thing. And I think I did one other thing, but that was basically it. I went camping with some friends for like a couple of days. I did right. like a five-day backpacking thing. That was early on. Otherwise, yeah, I have Just not been maybe. anywhere for a significant amount of time. Yeah, which uh, that made me feel crazy, mm-hmm. like seeing people like that have not left, have not left their apartments, yeah. have not left. And then my wife and I am like, whoa, we've, we've traveled more than we have 
ever. What did you guys do? At the beginning, you went back to Canada, right? We went back to Canada. Like, yeah, it was like the pandemic happened. And we're like, okay, we're going to hunker down in our Hollywood apartment, not move. And then we found a bunch of mold behind our bed. Oh, shit. And it was like, it like it destroyed our headboard. It was all over the room. Yeah. Yeah. And then the landlord's like, oh, God, it's going to be like two or three weeks of construction to fix this. And we're like, well, the government just said for us to stay inside. So what the hell are we going to do? So So what did you do? You just left. Packed our car and and left. And we'll we'll be like, we'll be back in a couple weeks when you figure that out. And it was like 10 months. (laughs) But you went to Canada from there. Went to Canada. Just drove straight to Canada. It was like 42 hours. Oh, my God. We did it in like, I think we did it in like three days. It was like, we drove like 12 to 15 hours a day. You guys switch off? My wife doesn't drive that much. So she drove like four or five hours. Dude, I hate driving. I'm with her. Yeah. I'm like, after about six hours, I start to like, I start to shake and just, ah, Okay, uh, <laughs> I well, let's let's go some let's go anywhere anywhere at all anything I'm, at all. I'm opposite. I just zone out and like I don't get it, man. It's, I can't uh, do it. But also, I get crazy car sick. You so do like my. Oh, so you want to drive? I want to drive. Yeah. But even so, we drove back through Colorado, mm-hmm. like through the mountains. I got car sick while driving, which I've never experienced. Like it was so up and down and all of, and the elevations were crazy. Elevation, that's elevation. And I was man. driving, and my, and my wife's like, "You okay?" I'm like, <laughs> like just like an old. Was it super sunny? It was crazy sunny. That's what it is. I think yeah. the thing that happens is when it's really sunny, and you're at high elevation, or the air is thin or cold. Yeah. That's the thing where there's like this disconnect between your brain and the uh, the temperature. It's some sort of. A, I think most car sickness and stuff happens when there's there's a disconnect. Yeah. When your brain is uh, receiving input that doesn't match, the senses don't match up. Yeah. I've always been like that, though. Really? I've always had, I uh, riding the bus to school when I was a kid, I wore C-bands on the oh bus. Oh, my God. That's so dorky, man. Yeah, so I know. Funny. And then, so I'd get to school, and I'd have these indents in my wrist because it like pushes a pressure point so C-bands. you don't get sick. And they'd be like, what are these bracelets that you're wearing on the bus? Wow. I'm like, ah, it's because I get sick. I've only been sick, well, I think, once or twice ever. And once was because, like, sunstroke. The other time was because we were on a boat in the Bahamas, like a sailboat, that we were, like, banging against waves Ooh. crossing the Gulf Stream for six hours. And Gross. eventually I was like, oh, I have to throw up and shit at the same time. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> That bad. happened to me on a boat in Lake Ontario. Really? In Canada. It was, like, my buddy's bachelor party. And I was like, hell yeah, he's got like this boat. It was like a big enough boat. Mm-hmm. We were going to go fishing. The second I got out there, I felt like my whole body Ooh. seized and I just could not stop barfing. And I'm like, I'm going to barf. I'm going to shit, like you said. <laughs> and I just wanted to do both. And I was just that the whole way. And then I, the second I started feeling better, somebody caught this giant fish and it was covered in eels. Like oh! these, like. And, then, and so oh! I, lo- I look over oh! and the captain of this ship. <laughs> And he's like, look at this fucking thing. It's dying a slow death. And he ripped one of the eels off, and all of the fish guts, like, pulled out of the fish. And I went, well, back we go. (laughs) And then just started barfing again. And then other guys started barfing, too. (laughs) (laughs) They started feeling sick all of a sudden. The captain, dude, this grizzled captain. Watch this. Yeah, it was crazy. I'm like, this is in Lake Ontario? Like, this is with, you can see the CN Tower from these Uh, eels. Like, it doesn't make any sense. That is Hideous. Yeah, it was uh, uh. concerning and the most <laughs> disgusting thing I've ever seen. And also the sickest I've ever been. Uh. Oh, my God. Also, you can't be that sick around friends, too. It's all, especially dudes. Yeah. Like, oh, look at this guy. What a piece of shit. Uh, I think I've, this, oh, I don't even know. I've been so sick so many times. Not motion sick, but just yeah. like 
The worst probably was when I drank a whole bottle of Chardonnay on a train back from San Diego. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Oh, I got so sick. I, I did that thing where I was like, I don't want to dump this out, so I'll put it in my water bottle. Sure. So I can keep drinking it while I take the Metro home. <laughs> when I got home, I was so fucking drunk. I was doing, I was doing like scream vomiting. Oh, like, yeah. Ugh! That's a fun time. Oh, my God. I was, oh. Oh, it was it's, Kendall Jackson. I'll never, yeah. never forget that. It's pretty good Chardonnay. It's pretty decent that's good, Chardonnay. That's a good ad for them, yeah. too. Kendall you Jackson. Drink it on the train and ruin your toilet <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah, I, 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 it's, I frequently, we were in, uh, right before the pandemic, we went to Thailand for this big oh, you did? It was our biggest trip. Yeah, okay. we've never done that. I was sick the whole time. Really? I was sick because we were like on like, Tuk tucks and like planes oh and boats. God. And I'm like, I'd love to travel. Like, I just had to travel. Like, how are you vomiting like every day? No, I was just motion sick all the time. And then, wow, just like the whole time, I had like these ginger chews, which really helped. They do help. And huh? the C bands as an adult. What man, about uh, spicolamine? You take that ever? Don't even know what that is. Sp- uh, spicolamine is the prescription stuff you take. For motion sickness, oh, it's, shit. Uh, it works great, but it also is a disassociative, so you feel kind of like um, you feel zonked. Yeah, uh, maybe I need that. Oh, it could change my whole personality, though. It might. I I took it on the way back when we were, this is like you know twenty years ago from the Bahamas, and I um, stayed up all night, and I was just like I was kind of like tripping in a way, but it f- I did not feel sick. But also, yeah. it was super smooth. Right. So the time I needed it, I didn't. Have it. I, the time I needed it, I didn't take it. You know those little things you stick behind your ear? Yeah. That's a sp- scopolamine. 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 Patch. Yes. You put these little, it's like the size of like a um, like a pea. Yeah. A little bit bigger. And it's a little patch you put behind your ear. Yeah. And it absorbs through the skin, and it gives you this stuff that makes you not motion sickness. Not I motion need sickness. that. I yeah. think I should look that up. So you were sick a lot in Thailand, just all from the time. All the stuff. All the time, and then like obviously eating weird. Interesting yeah. foods and then tied in with everything. And that's the thing. I love the trip. I've just lived my life like this for so long that I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to be sick uh, every now and then. It's going to feel real funny. sick. Yeah. So you have to vom. I don't vom. I don't go full vom. Oh, you just turn green but and just feel like, bad. Like hold it in kind of thing and just wow. be like miserable. That's why, like this morning with this like hangover, I was like, God, like this is like, probably shouldn't be doing this anymore. Yeah. I think it's good once in a while, though, to just kind of. I don't know. Something some about a hangover, I think, is also kind of good in a weird way. I was gonna. I, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's yeah. like a t- it's a complete tear down. It's a tear down. <laughs> also, I think it's for me. If I am really hungover, if I have something to do, I don't have a hangover. Yes. Because it's like I don't have time to be hungover. It's yeah. when you have time to feel bad. That's when you feel the worst. I think. Yeah, you just lay around. And you do nothing. I frequently uh, go jogging through hangovers. Really? I sweat it out. Yeah. And like a 5K run will smash a hangover. Like I'll, yeah. just, I'll feel But then also I'll feel, will you be exhausted after that? Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. be a complete dump. But it's, uh, yeah, it gets rid of the weebly guts, as my dad would say. Weebly guts? My dad called me weebly guts growing up. Old weebly guts. <laughs> weebly yeah, guts? Weebly jeeblies. See, I never get uh, nauseous when I'm hungover. I just feel, I just feel like trash. You probably drink a lot of water before you go to bed. You probably do the things I an adult do, should do. But also, I just, I don't know what it is. I just, I think it's because I don't typically get nauseous that often anyways because it typically goes through me so fast. Yeah. Yeah. My, sec- my second dose of vaccine fucked me up. Uh, yeah. Second, Bad? Second dose Moderna. It kicked in at 1 a.m. I woke up. I was sweating, freezing, right. and vibrating. 
And Ooh. I just, I heard that your body should do that, otherwise it's not working. And yeah. I was just like, yeah! Like, just like, I was like, good! Yeah, this I felt is like good. trash in the middle of the night. I took yeah. some Tylenol. It was like a hangover without the drinking. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't that bad. It wasn't more than that, though, was it? It wasn't more than that, no. Yeah. And then and then the ne- by the midday, it was it was fine. It was ready to, ready to rock. Yeah, I was pretty good for about a day. I was pretty down for a day. I drank a bunch of soju that night. Mm. A bunch of yogurt soju. Oh, yeah. Which is super good. By the way. I, I was driving it. I was actually drinking it. Uh, <laughs> I was dri- I was driving home from the Korean. R- okay, I went to K Town. Yeah. To get my second shot, I went to this great Korean barbecue place to get some takeout. At right afterwards, only person there it was like 4 p.m. Yeah. I go in there. I have like a, a little bit of soju as a waiting for they prepare my food. I am the only person there, so I felt you know totally fine. And I got the soju to go and all the food to go. And as I was driving home, I'm like, I'm going to have a couple of nips of this. <laughs> <laughs> and I was drinking this yogurt soju as I'm driving. <laughs> and then I, yeah, I just finished, almost finished off the, the two bottles of yogurt soju. Shit. So good. But I think that probably did not help. You know, I think you're not supposed to do that when you get the vaccine. Yeah, I was, we were like, I mean, we, we looked up, we're like, can you drink wine when you get the vaccine? And mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, you can, technically. It's mm-hmm. like, well, maybe we should take a day off. Yeah. Maybe this is an excuse to... Get things take off a wine day. We still like celebrated with a nice wine after, you know. And we what kind of wine? Yeah. What did we have? Because we're staying, we're staying in wine country right now. That's so right. A bunch of like, dude, I want to go with you to wine country so dude. bad. I've never been out there to that wine you country. Gotta come out. No one's been there. I've told everyone in LA. I know. Isn't that crazy? I'm like Temecula. I was like beautiful wine country, mm-hmm. and they're like never heard of that. Like never would even venture. I know people in LA that are like, I haven't been to the beach in nine years. I'm yeah. Like, no one. I, maybe it's because we moved here from Canada, but it's like we want to see everything all the time. But like that's an area for sure, though, that really is not appreciated as much as it should be, I think. Yeah, it's only like an hour, half hour, 40 right. minutes away, and it's just like gorgeous, beautiful wineries. And God, it's, uh, yeah. I want to go out there. Nice Now's the time to go, too. Now's the Before time Before it gets go. ripping ass hot. Yeah. You go out there. Start. What time would you start your day at a winery if you could? Ah, oh, jeez. I mean, we've got it at noon. I mean, at that's noon, perfect, though. Noon, I think one nice little afternoon, little we're members at one, so we get free oh. tastings and stuff like that. And the people know who we are. We know Greg. He's our server. Greg. Oh, oh he's the best. What's their specialty? Is it like a uh, they do whites, reds? They have it all. The, the one we go to is called Europa. Europa. And they're built. They're still building it, and they have like a Spain section, an Italy section, Ooh. and a France section. Mm-hmm. So they have all these wines from different areas. It's it's. Uh, yeah, they, they specialize in everything. We were just in Napa, too, doing really? some shows up there. How was that? Uh, it was amazing. But it, they, like, specialize in Chardonnay, I guess. Yeah. I love when, it's, when an area is specialized. They're like, this is the one thing we do. We do it real nice. Chardonnay. Chardonnay. And then we were in Paso Robles. Rob- Robles? Paso Robles? Roble. Roble. Paso Robles. And Paso they, Robles. Paso, Paso Robles. Paso Robles. Uh, and they do Zinfandel out there. Mm-hmm. And then all the Zinfandels were amazing out there. And it yeah. was just like, I'm into that shit. Like, I'm just like, I don't give a shit's ass who, who says what. I do like all that California wine stuff. Because sometimes you're in these places where it's just stunningly beautiful. A friend of mine got married. A few years ago, up in uh, at this winery called um, Demetria, I think it's just, uh, it's up in that San Inez Valley. Yeah, uh, near Solvain. Oh yeah, and uh, it's this super hilly. There's no cell service. There's like very very spotty cell service. Yeah, uh, you're in the hills off. You're probably like ten miles from the freeway, and it was in the spring. I think I'm not sure when it was, but it was just stunningly beautiful. The oak trees are green, and the ground is kind of brownish because it's nice. the grass is turning brown. 
and uh, their first dance, it was misting during the drinks. You know, you have drinks after the ceremony. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was kind of like just very, very light mist. Ooh. During their first dance, there was a fucking rainbow. What? Like a literal rain, full rainbow in the sky. Oh my god! After the mist in this winery, you're on these like rolling hills. It was one of those things where Britt and I both looked at each other and be like, "We can't have a wedding now because <laughs> this is the one. This is the this is the like the photographer was probably like, uh, you don't have to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm not I editing have, anything. I'm I have anything. my book. Yeah. People aren't even gonna fucking believe this is a real photo. That's it nuts. was insane. But it's that kind of thing where. There's that part of California, north of L.A., and that th- those mountains there by Solvay and stuff, the Santa Stunning. Inez Valley, where it's just you're in you're in Tuscany. It's stupid. You're in yeah. Italy. The rolling hills, everything is just it's so so incredibly beautiful that I feel like you could get lost driving and you would just sort of die with a smile on your face. You'd be dehy- fine. Yeah. yeah, starving to death like, and dehydrated. Oh, it's just so pretty. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the thing. It, it, the, it, it's so beautiful. Do you ever see this where you see such a beautiful view that it kind of like, you're like, how the fuck do I do more? I can't, I'm staring at it. Yeah. But how do I do more to this view? There's like, I've seen such views out here where I'm just like, God, how do, what am And oh. you can't take a picture of it either. You can't take a picture you of it. You can try to do it and it's like, you look at your phone and it just looks, it looks shitty. What the fuck? Where is this? Yeah. Or it looks like something out of like a, like a hotel calendar or something. Yeah. You're just like, oh, well, no one's going to believe I'm here. It's just it looks too, too pretty. Crazy. Because you just got to enjoy it yourself. Enjoy it. the moment. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I can't get enough of that stuff. I feel like I, I need to go back up there for springtime. I mean, it's a little bit late. But also, it's been such a dry year. Yeah. That I think maybe some of the vegetation is not going to look the same as it would on a different year. I don't know. It's like, well, the, the wineries out there seem to be thriving this whole time because yeah. they've just had, had no time, no, nothing but time to just hunker down and work away at their little grapes. God, I want to go out there because it's like, it's mountainous, right? Yeah. How, what elevation is it? It's not that high, is God, it? God, well, where we're staying, we're staying up on this mountain. Mm-hmm. Actually, you should stay in one of the Airbnb because we're, we're staying in one Airbnb. There's two other Airbnbs really? attached to it. It's like we're trying to get friends out there to like stay in these Airbnbs because yeah. then we can go from there, go down to wineries, come back up, and it's this beautiful like compound oh that this God. woman like owns. Also Canadian. That's how we hooked up with this woman. Oh yeah, the Commonwealth. Yeah. She's uh, her- do, do you know who the Queen is? <laughs> yes. Uh, I see you are friends with Queen Elizabeth, huh? Is your second language French as well? And welcome. Yes. Uh, we do love the Francophone here. We, uh, <laughs> we, don't, we appreciate the French. We, don't, we intermingle, intermarry with the French. We would never <laughs> yeah, accept them on other terms than a treaty, I think. But I'm good to see. I feel like that, that accent is almost an accent that's been birthed of being drunk every day. Because yes. you can speak that way. You could be wasted and you're just oh, good on you, huh? Well, come on <laughs> down, come on down to Essex and we'll have a good, have a good chat about it. Where, where the, the imports are going, the, the Rajbir, yeah, uh, like a puffy leather seat <laughs> and like a vest, and you can almost smell the tobacco on that. Yeah, the business is over now. We've we've spoken. And yeah. let's, shall we have a libation? That's why I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you can slur in and out of that very okay. easily. Yeah. Shall we have a libation? Yeah, have a libation let's now. Um, two, two. Uh, Bombay Sapphire, <laughs> chin and tonic, please. Pour it in my shoe, won't you? <laughs> oh, dear, my shoe's fallen say? off. Well, uh, <laughs> never mind, never more. But what's uh, what's the uh, saying? Chin up, or it's a... Uh, carry, carry on, carry on. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear, my shoe has... <laughs> 
fallen off my foot. Uh, carry on. <laughs> carry on. <laughs> carry on, everybody. I'm, I'm shoeless. And yeah, well, I appears a bit both of my shoes have fallen off my feet. Yeah? <laughs> I say, good sir, would you assist me in retiring these shoes back to my my pedicatical area? <laughs> <laughs> Who is he talking to? Is he just putting the shoe back on He's for talking him? to no one. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't mean, you? Is there a man here? I, I can't see. I've been blinded by this delicious <laughs> gin here. British guy that announces to a room that his shoe fell off. Uh, no, attention, no. everyone. I believe I, my shoe has fallen off here. Yeah. I say, I, <laughs> sir, I will be having diarrhea. <laughs> I don't know if British people have diarrhea. I've never known I, a British person to talk about diarrhea. I have had diarrhea. I used to this character was the, the guy from uh, from Star Wars who's like, Lord Vader, I'm sorry to disturb you, sir, but I... I must go as I'm having diarrhea. I'm <laughs> <laughs> having quite the squirts on so the desktop. I'm having diarrhea from diarrhea. <laughs> that kind of ruins Star Wars when you think about the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, there's a toilet on there somewhere. I bet it's the best toilet. It's probably cool looking. They did. They. they I, I'm a big Star Wars guy. I like Star you Wars. Are? I like. I like watch it. But I was watching the Mandalorian and they they finally show a toilet in his ship. In they the Mandalorian did? ship, you look in the back. I remember I was like, "Toilet!" I forgot that. Yeah. Which episode you remember? It was like one of the first. How and did I like watch it? pointed it to my wife, and she's like, "Who cares?" I'm like, "You don't see toilets in Star Wars. Like you, you never don't. see it. You never see a toilet. Even though all that sort of architecture, like the Millennium Falcon and stuff like that, it does feel sort of like a bathroom. Yeah, like most in a of way, it. <laughs> it's like kind of like the whole Millennium Falcon is a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. like a bathroom at like. Um, actually, this bathroom is not for the public, but just go in. Yeah, just go. Just, just, just go quick. There's someone telling me. my ship. It's like, wow, this is, this looks like the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> there's like the employees' uh, lockers and stuff. Yeah, there's like a little lounge there, but it's not too comfortable. Mm-hmm. You don't want people hanging out too much. But there is a bathroom on there somewhere. And it's done, they never show it, though. I was always curious about that. If there were lockers on the Millennium Falcon... I wouldn't. I wouldn't even notice it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There could be like lockers that said Chewy. <laughs> guest. Both their names. Guest one. Guest two. Oh yeah. my god. If, That's he, if like there was some a scene fan where fan fiction right there, man. If there was a scene where Han was pulling his vest out of his locker at the beginning of the day, you'd be like, I don't know. I'm in, I'm in too deep here. Like, oh, I hate wearing this. Yeah. Put on my flying vest. Uh, I gotta wear the flying vest. Also, I thought about, I, was, I remember when the, the last movie came out, I was like, man, they could ruin the whole franchise if the very last scene, the very last Star Wars, Chewie looked in the camera and went, next stop, Earth. <laughs> I'm like, that would ruin the whole franchise. He's done. He talked, and they're like, oh, no, there's Earth, too? That would be too much. That's the beauty of Chewie, does not speak. Yeah. It's so easy to love things that don't speak. Yes. It's the good to love R2. Things that don't speak, and, and he's still got attitude though. You can still see it in his eyes. He's got that thing because that's like th- it's that thing where you can do stand-up comedy without saying words. You just go like, yeah, well, done with him. I think I saw you do that in Is Toronto that? once. This oh, is before we it. knew each other. Yeah, I remember it was JFL really? Forty Two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you did like this rambling thing, and it was like so five minutes of it, right? Funny. Yeah, it was Ugh. nuts. I was deep into that for a while. Yeah, it's almost hard to get back to because I feel like it's like a a weird language that I can't always yeah. hit. It's so fun. Have you done stand up live since? I have done it. All th- of I've done it three times. What did it feel like? First time was pretty damn good. Yeah. Objectively. Yeah. But to my from my perspective, it was a terrible, and I was a wreck <laughs> afterwards. The wor- here's the best part of the first time. Um, a woman, like this has happened to me maybe three times ever, 
someone comes up to me and says, hey, um, can I talk to you? I just had an issue of something you said. Because I mentioned something about colon cancer, right? Because huh. I you know I have massive bowel issues. I have my colon removed. Yeah. And I said something. I was making a joke about getting a colonoscopy. You should get a colonoscopy. Otherwise, you might die of colon cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, just super offhanded. It wasn't even part of a joke. But she comes up to me and says, like, hey, can I give you some advice? <laughs> and the second you hear that, you're just like. Here we go. I mean, there's no person in the world who doesn't get super defensive. Yeah. Because. I don't want fucking advice from you. This is the first time I've done stand-up in over a year. Yeah. You're going to give me advice? She says, don't joke about cancer. And I think I was like, I mean, long, not a long story, but just I don't want to even belabor this. But, um, well, um, I am going to joke about cancer because yeah. that's how you take the piss out of something terrible is by making fun of it. Of course. You don't, like, not make fun of something. Like, oh, we should never make fun of Donald Trump. It's like. Yeah, you make fun of him like a, mother, like a motherfucker because I yeah. had to take, take the fucking power away from him. I told her that, and I was like, you know, also I've had severe issues with my bowels. And she said, oh, my mom just died of colon cancer a few months ago. I'm like, oh, I'm terribly sorry for that. But, you know. But she just doesn't want to hear the words colon yeah, cancer. Yeah, I'm sorry for you. Yeah. But just because you have that doesn't mean that people shouldn't joke about cancer. Yeah. So that, on top of be, being up there just feeling like, what the fuck is going on? It was it was it was a great set, uh, you know, objectively. Yeah. But afterwards, I felt terrible. Yeah. But the second one was, I guess, like kind of was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty damn good, I guess, because I was kind of reeling from that first one, and then the third one was like just the ultimate, because yeah. I kind of I basically just kind of remembered, oh wait, this doesn't fucking matter at all. Yeah. The whole point of this is to enjoy your time and have fun and be funny. Because you're f- the funniest when you're enjoying your, your own your your own personal humor. You're like enjoying it. That third one was fucking the best. Well, that that's it. That, that was like maybe a week and a half ago. Yeah, and I haven't done it. You know, it's since. crazy how quickly because I've I've done it spottedly throughout the year. Really? But my first setback in L.A. was recently, and like I felt manic. Like I yeah. was like, oh, I forgot to talk to people. I don't know how to talk to people. I was just like rambling and like making eye contact with people was weird. And then it is weird. Everyone, the audience is wearing masks too, so I'm like, I'm not really connecting. I can't yeah. really see if you're even enjoying this. And then <laughs> the craziest part was after the show or after my set, I come off and I'm like, ah, that was fine, whatever. And uh, being really hard on myself, and it was like my first time set, set in a, back in a while. Another comic that wasn't even on the show comes up to me, gives me some advice on a joke that I did. Oh. And it was like helpful advice, okay. but he was like started doing it. He's like, I got uh, some tags for you. He's like, hold on a sec. And then he goes to the bathroom. He's there for like 10 minutes, takes the biggest shit in the bathroom, not even on the show, which it blows my mind, comes back. It reeks now in this green room area. And he's just like, your joke. Uh, this it starts giving me tags. And I'm like, what a crazy move <laughs> to not be on the show first. Take the biggest shit I in the comic I can't believe you go bathroom. to a show if you're not on it now. Yeah, I mean, I guess what else is he doing? Maybe you just can't take a shit. It's just such a fun... That was, I was like, that's a whole... You don't realize how funny that is to go to a show you're not on and take the world's biggest shit there. And they gave people advice. And they gave, yeah, I know, I was going to tell him. I'm like, listen, man, I'm getting back into it. I know I'm nervous again, blah, blah, blah. Totally. But I, you know... He was uh, he was nice about it, but it was just it was just weird. It was just that's funny. A very weird time, but it's uh, yeah. I just felt crazy manic on stage. I've only been a couple of shows. Mm-hmm. I did I did a taping for just for laughs in oh, Toronto, wow. which is crazy because they're they're like, do you want to do this taping? There's no warm ups. We just trust that you have a set that's good to go for TV. So because they like, just they just they just want stuff. 
They just wanted stuff. And yeah. there was one warm-up show, but it was in front of like five people because that's all they could do at the mm-hmm. time because of COVID or whatever. And then the next set was just televised. Wow. And it worked. I had like a really fun set, but it was just like, wow, this is nuts. That was really strange. Also, good for them for trusting me that I can do this. It was it was very weird. I think also it's you have, we have to remember that not just comedians are rusty, but people in the audience, they've forgotten how to do that. 100%. Yeah. I think we're all also having difficulty paying attention to something for a long time. Yeah, and also reacting because we've been mm-hmm. watching TV so much. Yeah, I noticed that before the pandemic. People, really? I'm like, I'm like, people were enjoying st- watching me, but, but they really... weren't like outwardly like, ah, yeah. like having a, a verbal response to it because you don't do that at home usually. Yeah. So I mean, it did help with this just for laughs thing that a lot of the audience were mannequins because they had a cap- oh strict God. capacity thing. So the camera behind everything looked like it was a full audience, but wow. it was like three quarters mannequins. That's fucking. Psycho. That's it was cool. It was cool. It's like David Lynch kind yeah. of shit. <laughs> it was. It was like That's Blade funny. Runner. Yeah. It was like very weird. But I'm just like, God, this fucking year is just crazy. What a weird year. Yeah, I'm doing some shows, some real shows coming up in er, mid June for the first time, and we're trying to put together some shows in July. I'm, I'm really curious how it's going to be, but I think it'll be. I just have to like not put a lot on it because you can't. Yeah, I I thought it. I guess I thought I did some shows in San Diego, and mm-hmm. I guess I thought audience members would be like, "Oh, live! Oh, we're back!" Yeah. Like so, we, as excited as the comics were, but they were still like, mm, "Yeah, like, people prove yourself!" Like still like being like really hard on all the acts. I'm like, "Oh my god!" That first show I did, it was outside, in a big parking lot. There were two women who were in the quote unquote front row. It was actually just the closest table, probably like maybe 15, 20 feet from me. And they were sp- sporadically on their phones. Oh, yeah. And it's the kind of thing where I was kicking myself afterwards because why didn't I say, um, did, was a year not enough? <laughs> was it not enough for you? How much time do you need yeah. with your phone? Crazy. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I mean. It's just like it's not what I pictured us coming out of this. Like people are just kind of the same, if not yeah. a little weirder and worst it's gonna take for i was also really feel like it's just this strange alternate universe this alternate reality that we're living in yeah that is just uh even today i went to the grocery store to pick up some limes to make these margs yeah and i just you see people with masks on it's just it's almost like it's just kind of like sad in a way because you feel like this is so normal now yeah and like, like we're fucking alive right now. We're alive in this shit. Somebody, there's it's just a, so terrible. Yeah, there's a comic that, I, what was her name? Sarah Taylor, I think her name was. I did a show the other day, and she described it as we all were in a car accident where the car was flipping around and tumbling, and then we got out, and we're like, we're alive. Uh-huh. Like, but we're still traumatized from yeah, the fucking car flipping over. Like, it's yeah. like, we're all just fucked up and weird. That, but also a lot of people, people from Miami, bringing it back home. Oh, yeah. They're not traumatized because nope. they didn't have to ever do anything. Yeah. Which is kind of like awesome for them. But at the same time, <laughs> weird there's this weird disconnect, I think, because there's so many people in the world who never really experienced the pandemic. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who really did. But we all live in the same timeline reality. Yeah. And we have to interact all the time. I think that's a really diff- That's going to take a long time for that to get over because people just don't. It's a tough meeting. It's yeah. a tough like coming together because you're just really when we talk about like people from different ethnic backgrounds coming together this is like 
the biggest gulf where it has nothing to do with anything other than how did you experience this pandemic? And some people just didn't at all. Yeah. Some people did to the nth degree, but they're living next door to each other. It's or very, sometimes it's yeah. crazy. Well, like I said, when I was on the set and I, I was the only person not with a COVID story and they were looking at me like I was weird. They're like, what do you mean you didn't have it? We all had it. God. Like, no, I uh, followed the rules and I yeah, I didn't get sick. Didn't get sick. I thought I that was the sick. plan <laughs> that we all were supposed to do that. You don't want to get it because what if you're the person who, oh, this weird roll of the dice happens to hit my genes in a way where um, my legs don't work anymore. Yeah, you know? there's something. Very good. I also grew up with asthma, too. So that's oh, what freaked yeah, me yeah. out the most because I'm totally. like, my lungs are hanging on by a thread, I'm sure. So I don't need an extra little thing in there poking around. Yeah, I started smoking, you know, just you know. <laughs> just to fuck things up a bit, just mm -hmm. to shake it up. Started it. I smoked when I was in my 20s. And that was the stupidest thing I've ever done. Yeah, but you got to do like, a little of that. You got to get it out of your system. Those people that have never, ever smoked, I'm like, aren't you curious? Don't you want to see what it's like? Don't you totally. want to be like one of those guys in the morning with a coffee and a cigarette just to see what that feels like? That's the best to me is the morning cigarette people who are in the car alone with the windows up. Oh, yeah. Like, are you a time traveler? That was... <laughs> When I was in college and I worked at Red Lobster, I was like, I remember you could get breaks if you smoked. So I'm like, oh, I fucking smoke now because oh, now yeah. I get more breaks. And I'd be that guy fucking hacking darts during, on the way to the really? restaurant and like driving and smoking. I remember I got so fed up with it one day. I like burnt my hand or something and I chucked the whole pack out the window and I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this shit. Were you done, done? Yeah, I, I started again. Actually, the first time I did just for laughs, I was so stressed out oh, and yeah. freaked out that I bought a pack of cigarettes and I smoked that whole week. I think smoking can be well. I smoke in moderation, like, like a. I smoke so little that to people who've quit smoking, they're like, How, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Yeah, like, I'll smoke like once a week at the most. Yeah, and that's that's a fun time. Yeah, I smoke before stand up sometimes because I feel like it kind of oh, puts me in the mood. It used to go hand in hand for me. I'm yeah. like, "How do you do stand up and not smoke?" Mm -hmm. Like that's how you meet people. You're in the smoking. Yeah. You go out to the alley after, and you have a. Well, I like it before the show. Oh, yeah. It's actually all this science that says it helps your brain. Well, it's like nicotine. Like, yeah. uh, you know, it uh, helps, yeah. calms you down, whatnot. Maybe you have that motion sickness pack uh, in your uh, thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really getting juiced. What if I get addicted to spicol... I can never say it right. Spicoli. Spicolamine? Spicoli. Yep. It's either SP or SC. Scopol. I think it's scopolamine. I got to look that Scopolamine. Up. Next time you see him, I'm going to be covered in those things. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be... I'm going to be so not sick. <laughs> I'm going to be, you could push me around. You could put me on a boat. You put a bag over your head and <laughs> put you on tilt-a-whirl. Yeah, just throw me around. I'm fine on carnival rides. That's the craziest thing. Like a, like a car, like a slow-moving car will destroy me. Wow. It's very dumb. I'm Sounds a weak, like a you problem. Man. Yeah. I'm <laughs> That's my new podcast. Sounds like a you problem. That's a you, baby. It's a two-minute podcast. People come on. They tell me their problems. They go, uh, sounds like a you problem. Okay, what's <laughs> the, where, can people, where can people find you? <laughs> what's that? What's that? That's the show. Thanks for coming in. It sounds like a you problem. What's your uh, podcast called again? Is this what you want? Is this what you want? Yeah. Matt O'Brien. With Matt and Julia. Matt and Julia. And the wife. The wife. So, Julia you know, H. Matt O. Julia H. And Matt O. Yeah, she kept her last name. Yeah, man. This was fun. Yeah. I'm glad you could come over and hang. This is, I'm so happy I got to see your house and all your Halloween decorations that are still up. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> those are, those have not become, those are just sort of, they're just skeletons now. Yeah. I've, they don't, I don't even see that anymore. I do not see it. Yeah. I used to have it in my car. Reminds me, I should put that back in my car. I'm telling you, if you drive around with the miniature skeleton in your backseat, <laughs> hanging from your, uh, your dry cleaning hook. Yeah. 
you make friends. Yeah. People, one third of people who see that are just like, you just made my day. That's funny. <laughs> if you have the skeleton behind the driver's seat. Yeah. So you don't see it, but they see it. And it's just something about it. It's a little, it's a little things. I, I, I got this severed hand at a dollar store one mm-hmm. time and I put it in my luggage, my carry on. Oh and my it goes God. through the, the, when I used to fly a bunch and the security would obviously be like, they'd open it and be like, funny. Like <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like, good bit. That's good. <laughs> Like clearly very fake. That's pretty good, yeah. man. It's uh, it's in my car right now, actually. A little severed hand. That'd be so good name for a comedy thing. album. You got your skeletons. I got my severed hand in my car. Matt O'Brien, severed hand. Severed hand. Do you have a comedy album? I have two. Okay. That you, no one needs to listen to. One That's not th- true. I disagree. <laughs> I feel like people's uh, people underrated comedy albums are usually the best ones. Yeah, but my the first one's weird. The first one's called Live in a Basement in Front of Twenty People because that's what it is. How it's old like, is it? Oh, my God. I think I did it like six years ago, okay. seven years ago. But it's literally this bar in Toronto, and it, the basement only fit 20 people. The comedy bar? It's No, it was okay. just it was a bar called Tall Boys. <laughs> it was like this, and they only sold Tall Boys. Oh, uh, I wonder yeah. if that's why it's called yeah. that. That's weird. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 20 people. And I'm like, I want this to sound weird because I, I wanted my albums to go like live in a basement in front of 20 people, live in a comedy club, live in a theater, oh, cool. and keep kind of going. So my second album is live in, front of a com- live in a comedy club in front of 250 people. Nice. And that's, so that one sounds more like a real album. You can get it on all the places you get stuff. All the places on Spotify, everything. Dude, I gotta get yeah. that. I love listening to comedy albums with people I know. Yeah. I something about it. Like it makes me I just enjoy it so much. Especially when I'm gardening and stuff. I just love listening to I get it. God, I'd love to garden. A lot of things you got out here. Well, I mean quiet gardening. Come on by. <laughs> Imagine later tonight. Come on by. Ten PM. I'm just There's out a here. Guy digging about. Yeah. He's gardening. He's listening to his own stand up album. <laughs> He's not lying close. <laughs> Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me, man. This is so fun.